Phil. Hey, Senda. Are we still at Origins? Yeah, we're actually going to leave today. Oh, well, then do you want to answer some questions before I get on the plane? No, I do. Cue music. And welcome to Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, the guy going north, Phil. And I am your other host heading west, Senda. So we're going to continue our grab bag episode so far this month because we're wrapping up what we hope was an awesome time at Origins. So I, I got a good feeling it was. Okay, right. It was fantastic. We had a great time. I ran three awesome games of Turning Point. And I saw so many awesome people, and I'm not naming names because it hasn't actually happened yet. Yes. So I don't actually know yet. Anyway, so next week, we're going to be back with our actual Origins highlights that we'll record actually after Origins has happened so that we will be able to say cool things about it. But for tonight, we're going to go ahead and just return to answering your questions as another grab bag while we are on the road. Boudet on Twitter asks... Can we get an episode about cooking and bags within tabletop RPGs? Uh-huh. With some with a little couple subtopics, keeping tavern food varied. Yep. Bonuses from quality rations. Mhm. And perks for having well-organized adventuring gear. Uh-huh. Like me. Um, this is clearly, this question is clearly an intersection of things we like to talk about in our outtakes, because we often talk about um, cooking and bags. You are an excellent cook. I am mm. a uh, pretty okay cook. And um, I am ridiculous about bags, and you have now caught the bag bug. So It's um, true. I'm falling down this rabbit hole. What know, have you done to me? It's so good. I feel like I'm not alone anymore. <laughs> I've corrupted somebody who gets it. Oh my God. Anyway, clearly this is an intersection of things we like to talk about in the outtakes. Uh-huh. Uh, cooking and bags. Yes. Um, and I thought it would be neat if we just took a few minutes and brainstormed some mechanics or some jamming advice around these three ideas because i don't know necessarily the first one has mechanics around it but i certainly think it has some jamming advice so first one let's talk about keeping tavern food varied right like what does it take like what's a good what, what are some good gm tips for keeping tavern food varied so the first thing that actually comes to my mind and it depends on when we say tavern i immediately think fantasy so like Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know port this advice as necessary like setting wise but because we said tavern that's what's in my head there is a thing where there's probably some pretty standard food types that are going to be served from tavern to tavern potatoes are the stereotypical one right sure um but the thing is that probably every tavern makes them differently right and i think the key thing as a gm to hitting that note is not sitting there and saying, oh, well, this one makes them spiced and this one makes them with cream sauce and cheese. Like, you know, it doesn't, you you don't have to like (laughs) get into that level of detail. But I think what you can do as part of the evocative description of the scene is describe how they maybe smell or look different, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would, um, as you're saying this, what you're making me think of is wings. 
Yeah. So, right. Yeah. I'm from Buffalo. Right. But lots of places think that they can make wings. Right. And so from time to time when I go outside. So, first of all, within Buffalo, from place to place, wings vary. Yeah. Right. Whether they're crispy, whether they're soft, whether they're saucy, whether they're dry, like all that stuff. So, just keeping those kind of regional variants helps a lot. And the other one I would use as an example is pizza. Yeah. It's like, look different. at the regional variants of pizza across Everywhere. the. It's yeah. the same ingredients, essentially, yep. but different ways that they're arranged. So, yeah, I think that's a really, I think that's really good. Like, that's right. a really good tip to well, just talk about those regional variants. And, 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 and the thing with potatoes is that we always think about spiced potatoes because of Dragonlance. Dragonlance, of course. But even, quote, spiced potatoes, even if everybody has, quote, spiced potatoes, um, some of those spiced potatoes could be very spicy. And some of them are just maybe very savory. And the way that you interact with those potatoes is going to be very different depending on what spiced means in this situation, right? Well, and spice could vary based on geographic location. So oh, maybe, um, you know, maybe to, you know, maybe in the north, they're spiced more salty because uh, they use a lot of salt to cure fish and things like that. But in a like a hotter climate where there's more plant viability and things like that, the spices are like way more in depth because, you know, they're using things like... Um, like cumin and coriander and things like that, where, you know, you just have that biodiversity leading to that kind of increased spice palette. Exactly. So that's, that's the thing. So you've got both the regional variants and the variants of like, this is my grandmother's recipe, right? Yep. Versus your grandmother's recipe. And they're different. They just are. Yeah. I, I'm going to tack, I'm going to tack one other piece of advice onto that, which is I like to do a thing when I'm doing regional variants of a thing familiar and a thing different. Yeah. So, for instance, in my um, El Hall fantasy campaign a long time ago, the main city that the campaign started in was um, built in these giant pine trees, like yeah. giant pine trees, right? City taught like city, whole cities and villages and pine trees. And their alcohol of choice was pine brew. Yep. Which was essentially alcohol, but it was brewed from the pine sap. Yeah. So because that's it what had, was to hand. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. So the thing familiar is that it's it's uh, ale of some sort, right? Yep. Because that's a tavern; it's serving ale. But the thing that's different is that it's based on pine, and yeah. uh, clearly it had like a very distinct taste, which I think is probably just how IPAs taste to me. Like, yeah, like drinking tree bark. That exactly. sounds about right. <laughs> that's exactly. So that's pretty much how IPAs taste to me anyway. So, um, but anyway, um, so yeah, that's, um, I, so that's my other piece of advice, a thing familiar and a thing different. Yeah. Um, cool. Let's talk about bonuses from quality rations. Um, can, you know, like, can there be bonuses from a good meal? I mean, I think so, because I think that there, it's, it's something that when done correctly expresses care about the person that you're feeding, even if it's in a transactional situation, when it's done with care, it always tastes better, right? I, I heard a, I saw a great quote, now that you're reminding me of this, I saw this great quote today passed by on um, on Facebook. I don't know if you know who Idna Gardner is. She's... Um, she has a, she had a um, she has a TV show on Cooking Network. She's a cook and a caterer and stuff like that. And she said, "You can be miserable before you eat a cookie. You can be miserable after you eat a cookie. But you can never be miserable while you're eating a cookie." Yeah, that. <laughs> but also, it's that thing like if you go to like a sandwich shop, for example, mm -hmm. and you get a sandwich, or like when I go to Panera, 
If I go to Panera and I get a sandwich and they've nicely put the sandwich together and then they put it on the grill and made a panini out of it and it's delicious, I'm very happy. If I go to Panera and they slapdashedly threw all the meat on one side and the cheese on one side and I have a really thick sandwich on half of it but like dry grilled bread on the other half, I am less happy, right? Because care didn't go into it. (laughs) So yeah, I absolutely think that if you had a game, you could definitely have, like if you were doing a PBTA game, having quality rations could give you like a plus one forward on your next check. Oh yeah, I think so. Right? Like just whatever your next check is, take plus one forward because like you ate something really good. Right. Um, I think potentially they could be, if you wanted to go into it from a nutritional or like strengthening perspective in a sort of fantasy, very immediate kind of way, you could give some sort of heal situation it could heal a point of damage or give you a bonus on a heal check or whatever it was right yep yeah absolutely i you know in a fate game uh it might be a boost yeah right like i I specifically might do it as a boost so that like you just you get it for one you get it for one check and then it goes away right in fact i was just we were just talking about this the other night but in forbidden lands the chef talent, the highest level chef talent, when you create food, actually heals empathy damage. Yeah, yeah. See? Healing. Because, yeah, it because makes, it heals. Food makes you happy. Unless it's made with like an extreme level of stress. Like, personally, I would never eat at Hell's Kitchen because I right. feel like it would probably give me an upset stomach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's where we get into quality rations, you know. Anyway, all right. Let, let's talk about the last one: perks for well-organized adventuring gear. I'm uh, I'm down for this, right? Like, I think so. Personally, if I'm playing Savage Worlds and you take five minutes to describe your backpack to me, I'm giving you an extra Benny. Right. That's just me. That's, That's just, just me. Phil. Right? Like, Everyone, take note. This is how you get an extra Benny from Phil. Describe right. to him your bag and how you packed it. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, I do. You know. Um, I think that there are ways to give bonuses either for preparedness or um, the ability to find something like you've well-organized adventure gear. In fact, that would be like a perfect aspect for an adventurer, right? Like, you know, well-organized, I'm well-organized adventuring gear. Right. Whatever spend I a want point. is always to hand. Yeah. Right. Spend a fate point and I've got whatever I need. Yeah. That is um, a really good aspect. I mean, so my personal story about this is actually that in the first D&D game that I ever played where I was playing a Kender, I talked the GM into letting me have like a uh, uh, what's the like crossbody belt like yeah, sling. Fine. It was just it was just a belt, right? That I do you have like diagonally. a bandolier of pouches? Yeah, or basically, something? it wasn't even pouches. It was just like it was like little loops that I kept like all my potions and stuff in, and then some pouches down on the side. But like it, he he ended up giving me like four spots on that bandolier that was like whatever's in those four spots is a free action for you to grab it right yeah there we go because it's right there so i mean that was you know and that was in three five D D. so <laughs> i mean i i i remember uh because i'm old there was a dragon magazine article that had random tables for things that kenders had in their pockets and it was just fun like if you picked a kenders pocket or there was also a random table if you picked people's pockets like things oh, you would see, find that's fun that's yeah. fun. that's good right there now i was theoretically cursed for walking away with a shiny gold coin it was the cursed golden coin of kenderbane because it always stayed with me and never left. But having a gold piece that you can spend and just reappears in your pouch over and over again is hardly a curse. 
because it means that you do things with it like, oh, here, cast light on this gold coin. I'm going to toss yes. it down this chasm. <laughs> I'm going to you know. <laughs> cast light on gold coins is like a that's like a that's a cottage industry. <laughs> yeah, but then so I would many things. toss it down the chasm and then it would come yeah, back, right? Or that's here, perfect. I've got this meal. It's on me. I'm just going to pay for it. And then that never got us into and trouble. And it comes I don't back. don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. That's funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Excellent. So, yeah, there we go. Nothing to do with organizing your gear, but it's a funny story. Yep. So, yeah, I do think... Um, oh, and lastly, Forbidden Lands has a talent called Pack Rat, where you're essentially really good at packing out your gear, and you actually get to carry things higher than your encumbrance because you have done such a good job of packing them into your into your bag. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So there's like actual mechanics out there for the last two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool stuff. Good stuff. All right. So second question, also from Boudet on Twitter. He asked, if you both wake up tomorrow to find yourselves in the setting of Hydro Hackers, what would your roles be in the neighborhood? So firstly, quick review of the Hydro Hacker playbooks. The broker is the wheeler and dealer, like the the person who um, finds you equipment, gets you water, like gets you, gets your water laundered and all that stuff. Yeah. Community activist who is sort of a neighborhood organizer slash inspirational figure. Mm -hmm. The diviner who's a hydrologist, scientist, and scout. The hacker. The that's pretty straightforward. They they hack things. Computers. Uh huh. Yeah. The neighborhood watch, which is uh, based on Luke Cage, so they're like the strong neighborhood protector. Yep. And then the plumber who is essentially a hacker, but of pipes and water. Yep. Which is why so, it's cool. Yeah. Now that we understand all of the different playbooks, I wanted to, I thought we'd do this in two parts. I, I what playbook would we pick if we were playing the game and then what playbook do we actually think we're the closest to? Cuz that second one is really the answer to Boudet's question. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. So for for which playbook I was I would pick if I was sitting down. I, I have to be honest cuz I played all of them and I've enjoyed all of them. <laughs> so yes, like you have. I was like I, this is a difficult question for me because like I don't know which it kind of ended up coming down to like, which character do I want to reprise? And the answer ended up being the diviner. Um, I had a lot of fun playing uh, a diviner in a long ago game at this point, who was very loosey goosey, believed in the, you know, water speaking to her and incense and that kind of thing. It's um, funny there. It's funny um, in all the play tests and running of it, 50% of the time, the diviner is some sort of mystic guru kind of. It's really funny because that's not at all what their actual playbook is. I no. think it is 100% because they are named the diviner. Yes. And that puts this idea in our heads, right? It, it, it does give me an idea that in a um, as a stretch goal, that a mystic diviner yeah. might be fun to do like whether they're really cool. mystic or they have good instincts but yeah it might be fun to do a very different diviner who is like one with the earth right who is well but i feel so here's the thing this is way off topic and we'll get back to topic i promise yes the diviner i feel like even with the playbook that you have you can flavor it that way if you want to you can but i want to make like the, i want to make you like dystopian make druid explicit dystopian future druid yeah yeah that's, that's amazing I I, i'm totally on board for that anyway I thought that probably the actual, like the playbook that's actually probably closest to me is maybe the broker. I'm not so much a wheeler and dealer, but I am, I do tend to be the face, right? Like I do a lot of face stuff. I do it for Misdirected Mark. 
kind of jump into the those positions with reasonable frequency. So yeah, I mean yeah. the 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 broker is a very social character class. Yeah, so I think that um, one is me. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty decent fit for you. Yeah. Okay, so for me, my pick was Neighborhood Watch. Yeah, why? I like the Neighborhood Watch a lot because it is it is both a physical character and a social character. Originally, yeah. it wasn't. Originally, when we designed it, it was all physical. Like the Neighborhood Watch was just a stick. Um, and over time, feedback kept coming back that in games where we didn't have a lot of violence and throwdown, there was nothing for the neighborhood watch to do. So, and, and to be clear, the game significantly de-emphasizes violence and throwdown. So that was yeah. a frequent thing. Yep. Yeah. Now, the neighborhood watch is the one person. If somebody has to throw down in this game, you want it to be the neighborhood watch. They have, <laughs> they actually have a move. That's a better fighting move than the one in the play in the basic moves. Okay. But in order to make the neighborhood watch interesting elsewhere, the neighborhood watch can do the move come across, which is the social move. They can do it with, instead of their self stat, they can do it with body because they're intimidating. Yeah. So anyway, I, I like the neighborhood watch. I think it'd be fun. Like I said, it was based off of Luke Cage of season one, and I would very much dig playing that character. But in actuality, I'm pretty sure I'm the community activist. Yeah, I think so. And when I say that, the community activist is a person who organizes people, who has leadership skills, who's good at running projects, because there's some things that the community activist does in the neighborhood phase of the game about leading projects to improve the neighborhood. And as we know, leading things and organizing projects is kind of my jam. Maybe just a so, bit. <laughs> a little bit. So I think I wind up being the community activist. That I is, um, we would still need a plumber. I know a plumber. And then, you know, we could, <laughs> I know a plumber. Uh, we could get, we could get Craig of one name because Craig's an actual plumber in real life. So we could get Craig. Right. And then we could get um, my man T-Dog, Tony, as our hacker. Yep. He would be good. Yeah, and then I think we're good. I think we're ready to we're ready to start stealing some water. Yeah, bring it. Cool. Uh, and uh, when we're ready to start uh, stealing water from ruthless corporations, Nestle, I'm looking at you, mm. double with a stink eye, right at Nestle. Yep, they're bad. They're yep. bad. Go look. If you don't, if you don't know, go Google them. Like, yeah, they'll drain water out of anything. Yeah, and then sell it yeah. to you. And then sell it back to you. Like yes. that's, they are literally, no kidding. They are literally one of the inspirations for Hydra hackers. That's how bad they are. Yeah. Okay. Hey, tell me about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network before we blow out of here. Yeah. On the lounge, Doc finds the best, the brightest, the most fun game designers and sits down to have a cool chat with them. You never know what conversation is going to come up in the lounge. Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us almost in the forums. I said it last week and I've seen them, but I haven't seen more because it's still really last week for us time-traveling podcasters. Um, or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com, and Phil, once they have that information, what can they do with it? Please, please, please send us topics. Uh, we love getting topics from you all. In fact, these last two weeks have been nothing but topics from you all. So send them to us. We'll make shows out of them. We're really good at it. Like 160 episodes in, I can make a show topic out of nearly anything. Go ahead and challenge that. Um, oh God! So send us, so send us some, send us some stuff, uh, and we'll make shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, you can support all of that by going to our Patreon. It 
it is patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the show get the bonus outtakes from this show, the after show from the Misdirected Mark, access to our Slack room for life, the occasional thing. Uh, I'm having a little idea of something I might want to do to celebrate the um, acquisition of engine publishing. I may drop something on our patrons uh-huh. out of the engine library. Uh-huh. Um, just might. I don't know. Thinking about it. Okay. And we also like to shout out to some of our patrons. Uh, So tonight, Craig, Lord of One Name, my brother. My brother from a different mother. We grew up together and um, basically uh, lived in each other's houses all through high school. So shout out to Craig. Jen, Pixelscapes, um, Gange, right? I never get the name last name right, but I think it's Gange. That's right. Fingers crossed. Yep. If not, if not, feel free to draw a monster of a a monster with my face. Right. Uh, The mis the mispronouncer. Um, (laughs) The mispronounced Mark. Yes. You can just draw draw me as a monster if I got it wrong. And uh, Nate Brooms, thank you very much for your support. Asenda, there's a thing people can do if they are already supporting podcast or are not supporting the podcast, which is totally fine. What's that thing that people can do that makes us oh so happy and helps other people find the show on the network? Well, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review we get really does actually help new people find the show, which is why they're super duper cool. And if you leave it somewhere that's not the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, let me know because it's super duper exciting to find them and see them. But also there's so many places they could be and nothing um, like alerts us or anything. So um, we love, 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 love to read them because they make us super giddy and happy. Anyway, thank you so much to everyone who has already left a review or if you're going to leave a review, we super duper appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. Say, Phil, show me what other playbooks you have in mind for Hydra Hackers. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Oof, I think that's the fastest turnaround we've ever had between shows. Oh my god! Literally, the like ex- show. Literally exported the show and was like, "Okay, new new project, Save. go export new project." <laughs> Three, two, one, Kiki. Bloop. Um, we're still traveling and stuff. Um, uh, I am. Yep. Uh, I am like all pouches. Like I'm going to be like the pouch master. Like I've got. Pouch master. In fact, I'm going to have you pick Are you me up. The pouch master. In fact, I'm going to have you pick me up one more topo. One more topo. Really, you, have to, you have to send me the deets on which one so I don't get the wrong thing. Yeah, I don't think you can. Like, I'll just, I'll look and see. Like, I just want another one of the um, fabric Yeah, you ones. just have to, you just have to tell me the right size. Yeah, that's fine. I'll make sure you get the right size. Bloop! I you mean, know, Topo you, Designs also makes a nice uh, travel backpack. Yes, but I'm not going to buy any more backpacks because I have a functional travel backpack. No, until I buy the Peak Design because I'm gonna. Yes. Someday, like now, that's my thing. I'm like, well, that's my next bag. Bloop. That's Aww, prob- they're so cute. Hmm. <laughs> Many tiny, adorable. Hey, I have that little one. Uh, I that's the one. I got that panda one. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I know. Now I put my, but I don't use it as a wallet. I put my like uh, batteries and stuff in it. Okay. So the point is. I know, where you're go- I know where you're going with this. The point is that um, you, for travel purposes, want to shrink your wallet to something uh, a little more minimalistic. So yes. 
I could talk about pouches all day, but we're coming up on the five yep. minute mark. Yep, we um, should do this. Hey, thing. people, pouches. That's pouches are the secret to um, to bag organization. Here, cute neck pouch, student ID, credit card case, badge holder, cartoon shield, small fashion lanyard, coin wallet, purse, keychain, panda slash cat gray. No, it's going to be cheap. I can tell already. That's too many words. All oh, right, hey, but it, it only needs some, to last for one trip. Drop some meows. Okay, meow, meow. Bloop. Boom, boom. It got even faster. Even faster. Who knew it was possible? Oh, boy. So fast. Oh, my gosh. Bloop. And welcome to Pandas Talking Games. I'm your host heading north. And your name is? Phil. <laughs> I'm your host heading north, Phil. <laughs> Sorry, still dying. I'm Phil, your host heading north. I'm North. I'm your host, Heading Phil. I'm I'm heading North Phil. I don't know how many more ways I can arrange the words in that sense. You, sometimes you 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 get so caught up in what you're saying I about feel what like kind people of just know who I am. No, you have to say it. Okay. Let's try that I don't all know if I over. I have a clean cut in there at all. Just nope. I'll just we'll just do it all over again. Oh That's my fine. god! Bloop. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Bloop. You were done as soon as you bought that pouch. I was. Now I'm like sitting at the table, like, but let me show you my pouch. It's so cool. And people are like, okay, but it's a pouch. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> See, they don't. They anyway. don't understand. Anyway, okay. by the way, if anyone from Peak Designs is listening, you should probably just, love you. Yeah, you know, and if you want us to just gush more, like send us some stuff. We'll right. <laughs> pandas talk, pandas review bags, pandas review bags for gaming. Bloop. So, hey, I, when when you're editing this, yeah. can you remind me of that? Ding. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is both episodes now. <laughs> okay. Don't let that chocolate fool you. They are evil. Okay. It's, it's shitty um, chocolate anyway. How can it, it is, fool anyone? It, it's so it, bad. It is shitty chocolate. <laughs> I mean, there's worse chocolate, but it's shitty chocolate. It's not a lot worse. Anyway, that is not the point of this conversation. Bloop. Oh, the one I really want to do is called The Insider, oh. which is the person who works at the Water Authority oh. that's helping you from the inside. Ooh. Yeah, it's a... It, it's not one that ends in happiness. No. No. That character uh, retires or dies. Um, yes. There's no, yeah, there's no, on, there's no long life for that character. I want to play be, that playbook. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. I'm, I have not worked on it, but I'm, I'm tinkering around with it. So Awesome. Anyway. Show me what you got. Show me what, Show you, me got. what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Look, we did that one fast too. 30 minutes. <laughs> I know. That's what, that we was gotta, the goal. 30 minutes was the goal. Well, we talked about the origin stuff. That made us go long last time. <laughs> Are we about done? Yes. Okay. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye, everyone. We'll see you when we get back from origins. Bye. Click.